Hello and welcome to Big Dumb Movie, where we discuss movies of the big dumb variety. I'm your host, Corey, and I'm joined with many fine co-hosts today. First and foremost, he's been on a lot, you know him, you love him. Say hi, Josh the Review Dude. What's going on, everybody? I'm going to try not to embarrass myself this episode. (laughs) No, what are you talking about, man? You're great. The people love you. They've been clamoring for more of you. Have they? Probably. (laughs) No no one really reaches out to me that listens. I'm I'm kind of convinced that actually no one listens. Uh, Anyway, also, we have, returning from the Ghostbusters episode, my good friend Cavi Anvil. Say hi. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Blah! There he is with the bois. That's your like signature call, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know, like rappers got mic checks and like Biggie goes like, oh, and I go, bois. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm piecing this together. And uh, my fellow podcaster from Spoilers, Pappy Malcolm. That's me. <laughs> hey, how's it going? I know at least one person listens to Big Dumb Movie, Corey, because I've listened to every episode oh. of Big Dumb Movie. Well, thank you, Pappy. I wanted to give you a, a big dramatic pause. <laughs> well, I was like really worried. I was like testing my sound real quick. I was like, oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what people are going to think when they're listening. They're like, did this fucking thing go out? <laughs> I, I thought you got eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> that didn't play as well as it, I like envisioned it. I was like, this dramatic pause is going to be like cool. It's going to be like tension building. Um... <laughs> But here we are. We're here to talk about the Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, I have my fellows with me. Now, you guys, this is a movie that Steven Spielberg returned to direct for some weird reason that I don't understand. But on the topic of Steven Spielberg, and we often do this at Big Dumb Movie, I wanted to ask you guys one at a time what your favorite Spielberg pick was. Pappy, would you mind going first? Yeah, what a weird movie for him to come back to after taking four years off. But my my personal favorite is uh, Close Encounters. Uh, one, because it starts in my home state of Indiana, which is pretty cool. And two, that was like a movie I saw pretty early on in my journey of falling in love with movies. And I still like watch it all the time. A little sad, but uh, still my favorite Spielberg. That is a very nice movie. I didn't see that movie till I was about 25 and... I didn't think I'd like it because it was like a little bit of an older movie and it's just an all around like nice movie. It's like, I quite like the ending personally, but uh, speaking of Steven Spielberg's break, just to touch on that a little bit. Yeah, so he did uh, Jurassic Park and Schindler's List, which came out in 93. <laughs> came out of retirement <laughs> for this. It's just a, a strange thing, right? Four years off and then it's like, all right, yeah, it was my like big a return. Sabbatical. Yeah. Now, uh, Josh, since you're talking, why don't you uh, give us your answer next? Favorite Spielberg flick? Oh, I, I've got to go Last Crusade. I'm a Last Crusade kind of guy. Indiana Jones? Oh, yeah. That's like some of the some of my favorite films. Uh, ironically, you know, uh, Indiana Jones is like, um, or Last Crusade is like my favorite. Uh, and my least favorite from Spielberg is also an Indiana Jones film, which is... Uh, kingdom of the crystal skull so what makes last crusade to you like better than like the other indiana jones films because i mean raiders is kind of like i'd say it's most people's go-to as far as the best of the series i would say last crusade is uh the indiana jones shtick uh, firing on all four cylinders there's just something about it it's like everything about it is perfect from sean connery 
to uh, to the bad guy. We're bringing back the Nazis. It's just classic Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's pretty good. Crystal Skull was a promo for Dan Aykroyd's vodka brand, right? <laughs> I, I, uh, I've got an empty bottle of uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, Crystal Skull vodka. Excellent. <laughs> nice. I haven't tried it, which makes me a terrible Ghostbuster fan. Uh, yeah, no, somebody, somehow, somebody drank but... it and brought me the bottle. I was like, oh, I, I would have liked to have tried it, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a horrible friend they're like hey uh, here's an empty bottle of vodka have a good time while you're at it here's a crown royal bag <laughs> yeah. hey, we got a bunch of coronas if you want those oh you got to drink those with family family, <laughs> family. <laughs> all right now cavi uh you're up next why don't you tell us about your favorite steven spielberg movie and why is it the lost world jurassic park um, no, no. because of uh, dinosaurs, <laughs> duh. Um, but my favorite Spielberg movie is actually the original Jurassic Park. I mean, I think it's lightning in a bottle. It's perfect in every single way. You've it's so quotable from ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, to the music <laughs> to I think we're back in business. Isn't that the quote? I think that's hold the quote, on to but your butts. Yeah, um, clever girl, clever girl, clever girl. So it's just, it's just so quotable. The music. The music's so good. But with a close second, I gotta say, uh, Temple of Doom. Uh, Kali Ma. That, yeah, that line is just Temple of Doom. That rolls. scene is right. That scene's for the scene of the dude's heart getting ripped out. It was like changed my life as a kid. I was like, <laughs> holy crap! What did I just see? I want to see more of this. There were always so. some things about Temple of Doom I found very weird, though. That's why I never considered it as good as one or three. Um, one of the things that sticks out to me is monkey brains. Oh, I'm a Temple of Doom uh, defendist. <laughs> Apologist? Uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. The, I, dude, the, some, there's some of the wildest imagery goes on in uh, Temple of Doom. Like the monkey brains, the, the heart rip. Uh, the, the... And I, I remember the woman as well. She was kind of... She's kind of all over the place. She was, what did she say to Indiana Jones? She's like, I could have been your greatest adventure. Some shit like that. You see, I really? drown her That's... out with a uh, shortstop, the little Asian kid from uh, Goonies. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, dude. <laughs> Data, I love that kid. <laughs> All right, well, I guess on the topic of uh, Jurassic Park, being that that's Cavi's number one Spielberg movie, I, I don't know. I just wanted to check around with you guys to see, like, because for me, Jurassic Park has a lot of like meaning in my life from childhood, and. I sometimes assume that that's the case for everybody, but I find that maybe it's not always. Uh, for example, for me, um, in 1993, I was very little when this movie came out, Jurassic Park, the first one, not The Lost World. I think I was in second grade. All my friends had seen this movie, and I wasn't allowed to see it. And I remember, I think I talked about this on another episode of the podcast, I came to school and I lied about seeing it and they just like, they saw through my bullshit. They straight up called me out. They're like, what happens at the very beginning? <laughs> and I said, oh shit, uh, they go through the gates, you know? <laughs> it's like, what do boobs feel like? Bags of sand. <laughs> there were yeah. no surf ninjas in Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's the, the bad, I lost some cred that day because I was in a club with my friends called the Dino Club. And oh. I think I was like demoted that day because I hadn't seen <laughs> Jurassic Park, the ultimate dinosaur movie of that year, maybe of all time. Yeah, of all time. How were you demoted? Was it like um, 
you were at T-Rex level and they're like, now you're Stegosaurus or yeah, something like that. There was a real hierarchical system. That was that was shot down to Gallimimimus. So I was like... <laughs> you're like, you were a sharp tooth and now you're just a Petrie. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk a brief second about like this, like when Jurassic Park came out, like the spur of just random dinosaur, dinosaur shit that just came out? Like the show The Dinosaurs, mm-hmm. Tammy and the T-Rex. That was going to be the one I said, the, the, the sitcom. Yeah. Pappy, did you ever see Dinosaurs, the sitcom? Yeah, really dark ending, right? Don't they all die? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty the sure they, they do, man. <laughs> not, I mean, not just that, though, like video games, too. There was at Chuck E. Cheese, there was this really awesome, like, 4D Jurassic Park game. And then there was a SNES game that was, like, impossibly hard to play because there were no save points. Like, Jurassic Park was a cultural phenomenon. It touched every boy, I think, our age. <laughs> weird, fra- weird phrasing, but. <laughs> Strange choice of, choice of words, yeah. man. <laughs> point to, uh, point to the dinosaur where, where Jurassic Park touched you. But jokes aside, I, I completely agree. Like, it was, it was very instrumental for children of the 90s and shaping the youth of the time. Cavi, did you ever play the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo Jurassic Park game? Uh, there was one that I played. I think it was on Sega CD, and I could never figure out. You had to collect dinosaur eggs. Um, um, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't entertaining at all. And you rarely saw dinosaurs. It, it, it just didn't make any sense. I so, played one on the original yeah. PlayStation that sucked. Well, the Sega Genesis game, just simply titled Jurassic Park, was actually quite good. It was just so fucking hard. You could mm-hmm. either play as Alan Grant or you can be a raptor. If you're Grant, you can get like weapons and shit, but dinosaurs are just fucking jumping all over the screen, kicking your ass like raptors and shit. But if you play as a raptor, Alan Grant is a fucking ninja. This dude is like <laughs> fucking swinging in on ropes, shooting you with darts, like ducking out of the screen, like rolling, doing backflips. Doing it's Indiana crazy. Jones shit. <laughs> so it was like Contra, but Jurassic Park? He was like the main guy. He was like the character in Contra. He That's was just amazing. like fucking crazy. <laughs> How have I not played He this? was so fucking hard. He's more like Samus. <laughs> yeah, he's like Samus. <laughs> I have a uh, Nintendo Wii that is cracked with games like Streets of Rage 2. And, oh, is that uh, the one where you could be the Rollerblade Kid? Uh, that's Streets of Rage 3. <laughs> okay. But, Get yes, your Streets um, of Rage lore right. <laughs> um, but I have to find that Jurassic Park game now and play it. Right now. You don't it's have tough. to. It's not worth it. <laughs> I gotta see these ninja skills in action. <laughs> He's fucking hard, I'm telling you, man. Uh, well, I guess that takes us over to The Lost World Jurassic Park, a sequel that came out several years after the first one. So they obviously didn't rush this out right away, but the book came out a couple years after. So do you, anyone here, and this is a good Steve question, but he's not here. <laughs> Does anyone know about the Lost World book that Michael Crichton wrote? No, but Michael Crichton's dope. He writes lots of awesome stuff i will say that i do like the movie congo didn't they write the book specifically for the sequel like they just to make a movie adaptation i know that he was he didn't want to write a second book um and he was kind of pressured into it i think for that reason for that bag but apparently the movie is quite different anyway so who knows i guess we can go right into the movie at this point um i was hoping pappy you're uh you're a very well-spoken man <laughs> you can I, I like to think so <laughs> you can take us into the scene of how the Jura- uh, jurassic world not jurassic world of how the lost world jurassic park starts and uh yeah tell us about that sweet intro 
Yeah, we're at Isla Serrana, which is 87 miles southwest of Isla Nublar. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying any of those <laughs> words right, but it's definitely uh, the dinosaurs are eating the rich. Uh, we have some real one percenter types uh, landing <laughs> on the beach, and uh, we got Udo Kier and his family. <laughs> The, the the little girl is famous, right? My fiance recognized her right away. Camilla Bell? I don't know what else she's she's from, but she's out wandering around and, and the dad's like, oh, oh, honey, come back or something. And then she turns this corner and all these little dinosaurs come and surround her and try and take her food. And we don't see what happens to her, but the imagination kind of speaks for itself, it seems pretty. No, fuck that. I wanted to see that little girl get mauled. Am I the only one? You can't tell me I'm the only one. Yeah, yeah you. You're kind of dark. That, that escalated quickly. Oh, she was nice enough to give those dinosaurs roast beef. Okay, that's, that's what true. happens. Roast beef. Well, this Corey, the movie is like simultaneously like more cynical and but also like more silly because we have a little girl getting mauled, but it transitions out to a smash cut of like Jeff Goldblum like posing in the subway. It's like he's roaring, don't you know? (laughs) They have like a dinosaur roar, and then like the audio goes over him yawning, so it's like his roar very strange there's uh the mother's scream too which is classic mm-hmm. and it feels like kind of like the getter scene in ghostbusters in the library like it kind of has that same kind of beat where like she just screams because she sees dinosaurs and they kind of freak out because they see a ghost always ghostbusters on the mind this guy absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well that's a very good description uh pappy thank you very much the tiny dinosaurs I gave them a nickname in my notes. Tell me what you guys think. So they're tiny dinos. Tinos. I like it. I like it. So we need to trademark that. (laughs) Well, you get to see uh, Ian Malcolm uh, from the first movie, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, He's one of our few returning characters. He's way less uh, uh, um, um, Goldblum. (laughs) He is way less Ian Malcolm. Doesn't he seem like a different person? Yeah, I was going to say, am I the only one that thinks he's like a different character? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. He's coming off of another big dumb movie, isn't he, Corey? Independence Day yeah. at this time? Like, they're, they're yeah. making him into a legitimate action star, which I Everybody find... needs Goldblum in their household. All right, let's get this straight. But like, yeah, it's a strange <laughs> choice. It like, it, it, he was single and had no kids in the first movie. He's all like, uh, got a kid now. So it really feels like a different character. All right, man. I'm going to have to check you on that one because he has three kids in the first movie and he has oh, one kid he? in this all movie. Right. Yeah. Well, maybe I didn't math right. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he does mention that like, it's like a one-off line, but yeah. So what, Jeff Goldblum, he's kind of a... He's like a public figure now, I guess, because he came out and he said, look, I went to this island. There were dinosaurs everywhere. It was really fucking crazy. A lot of people died. Well, Hide your kids. Like, hide your wife. Three people died. <laughs> um, but a, a lot of people don't seem to believe him. Um, Cavi, that takes us over to uh, his meeting with Hammond. We get to see the kids again, which I really liked. I kind of keep hoping they return for the Jurassic World sequels. Dude, like... Why did they only use them for like three seconds? It was like, hey, it's so good to see see you. I mm-hmm. I needed more of them. They should have like found an excuse to use them. Like I would have loved to have seen like a Stranger ki- uh, Things kind of kids team up with uh, 
them with Goldblum's daughter, you know, and, and somehow, like, do some shenanigans. I mean, the movie's cheesy as hell, so why not have some, like, kid shenanigans of kids fighting dinosaurs with slingshots or something? <laughs> I mean, I'd watch that. I wouldn't. <laughs> but you're the one you're the one talking about Velocipaster, right? Dude, Velocipaster. <laughs> oh, it, yeah, what wow. is that? Trademarked. So it is a uh, it's it is a film. It exists. It's a short film on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. Meow. And basically it's about a pastor that gets the powers of a velociraptor and fights ninjas. Yeah, process all that and watch it. You're welcome. <laughs> That sounds like absolute big dumb movie insanity. Uh, I may need a link on that one. That sounds like something I would put on my channel. For sure. Is there a Jesus-like dinosaur in the (laughs) show? Kind of? I I mean, definitely watch it, and it's very self-aware. Like, it could have been in the vein of a cheesy horror film. Oh, no, I've already got the review written. It's going up on my channel later. Oh, nice. (laughs) Awesome sauce. You... I can see you put a lot of time into your writing process, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, behind the scenes. <laughs> we have lifted the curtain. All right, so what's Ian Malcolm doing? Well, he's meeting with John Hammond, and John Hammond says, look, remember that whole really bad idea I had with the dinosaurs on the island? I have a worse idea that I'm going to do now. So I'm going to let the dinosaurs just live freely and nothing could go wrong, I'm sure. Don't worry, Ian. I'm not making the same mistakes again. No, you're making, you're making all new ones. Uh, John, okay, so there's another island with dinosaurs, no fences this time, and you want to send people in, very few people, on the ground, right? Now, he did talk about the little kid that was mauled. Either he did or his little pencil neck fucking nephew did. But at some point, they say the kid was fine. That kid was not fine. Like they- No. Picture it didn't happen. I love how just like big of a piece of shit he is, too. He's like, that pesky board of directors, one little girl gets mauled, and suddenly I'm not in control of my company anymore. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's the way it works. Dude, you should have lost control long ago. Like, what is going on? Yeah. No, one thing I caught is that he said he's sending the observation team to, like, being a Star Wars fan, he says, I'm sending them to the Outer Rim. I'm like, oh, dude, we're going back to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent catch. Uh, Cavi, what is uh, Hammond doing? Like, he's putting together a team, and what's Goldblum's involvement? Maybe you can expand on that whole thing. Uh, well, Goldblum, this is where the uh, protagonist decides that he doesn't really want to go to the island, but something is going to push him that way, and that something is his girlfriend, who's already there, Sarah who is uh, played by... Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. And she's an amazing actress, but, man, she was awful in this. Like, her acting was (laughs) so cringy. Okay, so she went on record to say the only reason uh, reason she did this movie was to pay off a divorce settlement. So that's your (laughs) Julianne Moore uh, performance, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. Hey, I mean... They really give her character nothing. Dude, for real. Mm-hmm. Like when she, well, I, I don't want to jump ahead yet. But, you can if you want, it's fine. Uh, so there's a point where the dinosaurs, uh, the T-Rexes specifically, try to push them off of a mountain while they're in that cargo <laughs> bus. And she's about to fall through the glass. I'm like, please, just just put me out of my misery. Like, put this character out of her misery and let her fall through the glass. <laughs> Jesus. Does she cry in this <laughs> movie? Fucking kill her. <laughs> I know she cries in everything. 
I, no, I don't. I don't think she I don't did. Think she does. Yeah. No. Oh man, there's like a, a montage of her crying in movies on YouTube. It's like ten minutes long. She's a good crier, dude. She's a fantastic actress. She but, is. Uh, um, yeah, maybe it was the. I guess. Whole... I guess Dino distress doesn't bring you to tears. So I mean, she's on this island already. Goldblum only agrees to go, like Cavi said, to kind of recover her. It's not a research expedition, it's a rescue mission. It's a rescue. And it's leaving right now. And believe me, the research team, but... It's not a research expedition anymore. It's a rescue operation, and it's leaving right now. (laughs) Yeah, Goldblum and his fucking fiery intensity, man. Oh, the fiery Um, fiery, uh, intensity of a thousand suns. (laughs) I... I love how when Goldblum first shows up at the mansion, the the um, butler Alfred, like it, like it's totally like a Batman moment. He's and, and like uh, Goldblum's character, he's like, "I've been summoned." And it's like, what did they put up a dino signal or something? <laughs> Off to rescue more dinosaurs, Mister Wayne. <laughs> so, this idea of like being forced to go to the island is so good. That they reused it again in the next movie with Alan Grant going back. And then again in the Lost World sequel. What's the Lost World sequel called, Pappy? I don't remember. We did a podcast on it. I can't even. <laughs> That's why I you asked what you. the name of it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sometimes man. these things just go in one ear and out the other. <laughs> the Fallen franchise. Is that it? Wow. The Fallen Kingdom. Shots fired. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Is that it? It's really yeah, fucking I think bad. So. That was the last one, right? This yeah. movie should have, oh. the series should have ended after this. Absolutely. Now, Ian Malcolm does go to the island. His daughter, like, stows away. So, he's now on with the team of scientists along with his kids. So, you know, he, he's especially anxious How to escape. How the fuck did his kid smuggle herself on board? They just, they show it, like, they don't even show it. It's off camera. What the fuck? I'm not buying that. Where, where did she, she pulled land? like a fifth element. Like she got up in like the landing gear. Or <laughs> I don't know. Well, she's she a, has a multi pass. Yeah, she <laughs> she's a gymnast, and she obviously did some gymnastics in order to you know get. <laughs> she did a really long backflip from the mainland onto the island. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she used a stargate. She is a gymnast. That is important for later. <laughs> she's an incredible gymnast. Oh, why why would that be important later? oh god even as a kid all right anyway uh so they're not alone on this island not for long anyway because a second team engine shows up the umbrella corporation i-n-g-i-n not like not like native american yes let's not be problematic (laughs) josh why don't you tell us about engine all right so yeah that's right it's uh the military industrial complex is basically the bad guys uh, they show up and uh, they're like basically darting a bunch of dinosaurs and trying to like capture them for a zoo like like they're a fucking like that went so well the last time when we were trying to bring people over here let's bring the, the dangerous man-eating dinosaurs to San Diego Zoo whatever so yo know, Team Rocket's on it uh, we got um, uh, one actor is uh, Peter uh, Postlewaite and uh, his right Roland. hand yeah and his right hand man is Peter Stormare 
So we basically got the Jurassic Adventures of Pete and Pete going on. <laughs> uh, and is, it, is the second Pete Carl Hungus from The Big Lebowski? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Peter Sorber. He's the... Uh, He's a nihilist. Yeah, you know, we they believe in nothing. They believe in nothing. They believe in nothing. Uh, uh, he's also like one of the bad guys in Bad Boys too. Oh, okay. A movie franchise I can't stand as well, but I what? I, I like Bad Boys two. is amazing. Two's like its own good. Mo- That's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, just basically man bad, nature good. Right. This seems to be the common theme. I think. So the the idea is like you said they want to take dinosaurs and open another Jurassic Park, right? So they're like, let's get dinosaurs from the old Jurassic Park. Let's start our own Jurassic Park in San Diego. I, I see nothing going wrong with this. <laughs> right. I mean, they're, they're always trying to start Jurassic Parks in these Jurassic Park movies. Well, you know what? Hey, you know, maybe this could work. Let's bring one of those, like, long-necked dinosaurs or, like, one of those plant-eating ones. Let's not start with the T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the proper scientific name for the long neck dinosaurs is a little foot. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a little foot. <laughs> they got they got long necks. They got three horns. I used to call it the the giraffesaurus, but what? Yeah, I'll take a little foot. <laughs> so, um, the there's the good scientists and the bad scientists, right? So the good ones are Jeff Goldblum and his team, and then there's bad ones that are Engine. Which are, they also have hunters, it's not just scientists. It's like the bad guys from Twister. Yeah, it's like, it's like the bad guys from <laughs> Exactly. I feel like that um, even though it kind of gets back on track in this movie, I feel like where Jurassic Park started to go wrong was by making people kind of the antagonists versus <laughs> dinosaurs being the antagonists. Yes. Turning them into the Wayland yutani Corporation. Yes, that's, that's actually a very good point when I'm thinking about it now because, like, you, you got to start, like, with the first one because that's the one that did it right. That's the one that did it perfectly. And, yes, John Hammond had a bad idea, but he was never, like, the villain of the movie. He is in the book, kind of. I heard. I don't know. I've never read it. Let's, never mind. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like such a nice old man. But, yeah, a really bad idea. And you're right. The dinosaurs being the bad guys, that's really... That's just really a big part of it. Not to mention the characters, because there's a big variation in character development in the first one against this movie, like, or I should say deviation, because they, they're nothing. I was trying to describe the characters after watching the movie aloud to my wife just for preparation for this, and I was like, they're like regular people? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, they just do things. <laughs> yeah, they... The regular people, and I guess their characters are what they do. Yeah, they're defined by their actions. (laughs) Aren't we all? Uh, Speaking of the characters, uh, Dr. Malcolm, I don't remember him being flaky uh, in the first one. I could be wrong. It's been a little while since I've watched the first one. Um, but like this one, it's like his daughter saying how he's a flake and his girlfriend saying how he's a flake and leaves them hanging all the time. And I don't recall that being mentioned ever in the first one at all. It's his new character arc. He became flaky. Got it. (laughs) I mean, granted, nobody, (laughs) granted, pun intended. Um, Oh, uh, granted that nobody in that in the first movie really knew him personally. They kind of get just thrown together in a mix like here we go and dino dna on your face wait what (laughs) that's a different kind of movie yeah 
my kind of movie. Wait, kids earmuffs. Speaking of earmuffs. What? Oh, um, Vince Vaughn's character. Because that's what he oh, says. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the big Vince Vaughn elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn had some... Uh, he must have had like a weird agent or something in the 90s. Cause... Well, Spielberg watched Swingers and liked him in it. And that's how he got this role? Yeah. Interesting. Do you remember he was also in a... He was Norman Bates? Oh, yeah. no, I don't. We don't talk about that. That never <laughs> <Okay>. existed. <laughs> <laughs> the shot-for-shot shot remake of Psycho. I mean, there's one exception of being a shot-for-shot. Shot. He, like, jerks off in one scene. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to talk about Vince Vaughn jerking off. We keep talking about other movies except Jurassic Park 2. This movie is not good. <laughs> Pappy, why don't you tell us about what, like, our good team of scientists does to interrupt the bad team of scientists to get like our first really big scene of the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you said, it's kind of the first big action set piece and the bad team of scientists is using a baby T-Rex to lure in the dad and mom T-Rex and uh, Pete Postlewaite. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah. Roland. I'm just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The guy from usual suspects. He's Pete Pasta. His deal is he wants to shoot and kill one, right? Like he's not—he's like Clayton and Tarzan. Yeah, he just wants to fucking hunt one down to be a man. And so they're waiting in in the tree stand, and I'm I'm still a little fuzzy on exactly how Vince Vaughn accomplishes this, but apparently he was the backup plan sent by Hammond, and he launches or blows (laughs) up a flaming car or something, (laughs) and that like sets off a stampede, I think. Uh, I think I should tell you guys. Hammond told me these people might show up. I thought we'd be finished by the time they got started, but in case they weren't, he did send a backup plan. What backup plan? Me. Never do I once, not once by Vince Vaughn as this, like, ultimate, like, badass, like, (laughs) freedom fighter that doesn't need weapons. It's weird, too, because, like, his character's all over the place. On one hand, he's like, I'm in Greenpeace. And they're like, why? He's like, for the babes. <laughs> Are you a good guy? Like, what is your what is your motivation? He's the here? only, like, authority presence when the uh, when Roland isn't there. Because, remember, he, like, motivates the troops to move later on. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> he's like, come on, guys, let's up and at him. And, like, they all get up, but, like, they don't want to move when the pencil neck guy says to do it. I hate the character, and I, I hate Vince Vaughn's performance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just Vince Vaughn being Vince Vaughn, uh, yeah. which he does in every movie, which I appreciate for the most part. But uh, my note for his character that I wrote down was uh, Vince Vaughn, PETA, super soldier. Yeah, that's a good was one. was my note yeah. for his character. <laughs> so, yeah, they they kind of cause hell in the, uh, the bad scientist camp by unleashing the dinosaurs and flaming cars and all that. So, I mean, shit's kind of going crazy. And then... Our good team of scientists, namely Julianne Moore, Sarah, she makes a really bad decision here. So she says, let's help the little baby T-Rex that they set out as bait, right? So it, they like broke its leg and they like pinned it to, they pinned it down to lure in the parents like Pappy said. She decides, let's help it. Let's like pick it up. Let's go fix its leg. Take it back to our camp and that, that'll that be fine. It's so stupid. And Cavi, I think you like really nailed it. It's like... There's this whole conservation message in the movie, but these are fucking genetic experiments. These are invasive species that man made. Like, why are they helping these dinosaurs? They should be killing these dinosaurs. 
They really should be. I mean, that was definitely not my point. I don't want to kill the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Just look, same point, different conclusion. Uh, I mean, have you ever played Turok? <laughs> All right, so Sarah takes that little baby T Rex back to their place. They start fixing it up, and. This is one of the more memorable scenes of the movie, I think. Where the plan uh, doesn't backfire at all, right? Yeah, where the plan doesn't backfire. That's the one. <laughs> the, I think there's a lot of good moments in this scene. And not to mention that when the T-Rexes do come for the baby, like they look quite good. In fact, in mm-hmm. most cases in this movie, I'd say in, including the CG, not just the uh, animatronics, but the dinosaurs look pretty fucking good. The, the baby especially. The baby T-Rex, when they're holding it and the way it's moving, it it looks real and feels alive. Don't you guys think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Spielberg does, uh, spared no expense. Really spectacular. Spared no expense. <laughs> Truly. Mm-hmm. I like the dinosaur's cry. It's like... <laughs> like who, who's the voice actor that got to play that? That just seems like it would have been a fun role. Like And baby T-Rex cries. <laughs> it's, it's so visceral so real i i think in the first one they combined uh different like animal sounds to create the t-rex roar uh they might probably did something similar in this one i'm guessing but uh Cavie, why don't you tell us about the chaos that occurs next yeah they take the little baby t-rex and uh, who who figures it out? Is it is it the little girl? Is it yeah? Uh, she starts freaking mm-hmm. out first. With like the kid has to point Kelly. out the obvious. Kelly. Yeah, well, she's obviously real sharp. She knows how to make fire. And she and, does gymnastics. Like, you know, she does gymnastics. Like she's <laughs> yeah, she's a perfect child character of the '90s, which is why I would have liked to see the other two kids team up with her. But um. Anyways, yeah, so she's hearing this little baby T-Rex cry, and she starts putting things together, and she's like, we need to get up high. It, was it her that said that? I, I, it was, uh, that moment is a little blurry for me. But yeah, um, they end up going up on this crane to get safe, and um, the horrible redhead character whose name <laughs> is escaping me right Sarah. now. Sarah, Sarah Connor, um, Sarah, um, and um, old dude from Ballers are trying to. Is it old dude from? No, no, no. It's Vince Vaughn. It's I'm all George over the place. Costanza. Okay. You, you threw me into a scene that I. Okay. All right. I got this. Eddie. Here yeah. we go. Eddie is uh, Eddie and Sarah are trying to rescue this little baby T Rex. Help its broken leg, and they've got it hooked up to. Um, one of those machines to see if there's a baby inside of it, but instead it's got a, an ultrasound. There's the name I'm looking for. Yes, they're looking for, and through its uh, at its leg and find a hairline fracture, and the baby dinosaur is screaming. When suddenly they realize the T Rexes can hear the screams, and so the T Rexes attack. And they T-Rexes attack. T Rexes the- can hear. I don't know. Can they? Can they not? I mean, they like hunted through like rapid movement in the first movie, right? Like, don't move. But right. I guess they can hear you and smell you. They're like the apex predator in this movie. Yeah, I, sure. actually, yeah, I believe they can smell because there's. Uh, I mean, that they can hear because there's definitely times, even in the first one, where the kids scream and they put their hands over their mouths so they can definitely hear. So they hear Are their there baby. Any dinosaur enthusiasts in the comments, l- 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 let us know how a T Rex works. <laughs> 
What is, yes. what is it with you in the comments, man? <laughs> in, the, in the comment section below, let us know how T-Rexes work. <laughs> how do T-Rexes wipe? Let us know in the comments below. Um, but yeah, so the T-Rexes the show up and attack the cargo kind of satellite thing. Cargo ship? Cargo... Help me out here. I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in a big trailer, and they have the baby, and they say, let's just give it back. Let's. I'm just going to walk outside and like make a, like a truce with the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, let's barter with the T-Rex. Let's <laughs> yeah. barter with this animal. <laughs> like, I'll give you the baby back, you leave us with our lives. So they, and we're good, They right? come to a nonverbal agreement. We good, bro? The T-Rex reneges on the deal and decides, you know what, I'm gonna fucking kill all you assholes. It's spiteful. And tries to push the trailer off a cliff. Now, it's, it's like a pretty long and tense scene because the trailer's fallen off and they're kind of like tumbling through and they land on the glass, the very famous scene, and the glass slowly starts cracking. This is honestly like one of my like favorite scenes in the whole movie. I like I was more uh, more uh, on the edge of my seat. I was more tense with uh, Jillian more on the glass than any of the dinosaur shit. Yeah, I mean truly, because this there's not a whole lot of dinosaur involvement uh, regarding their peril. Like the the dinosaur pushes them. You don't really see that happen. You, you just see the characters start to tumble around, and it's their escape out of there. Um, but later on, the T-Rexes do come back to eat the fucking guy that's helping them. They eat George Costanza. Yeah, poor George, man. <laughs> yeah, Eddie, Eddie Carr tries to save the day, and that's kind of a, a theme in this movie, is like the characters that seem to save the day end up getting eaten. If you're not on the main cast, you're probably going to get eaten. <laughs> if you're not Jeff Goldblum, you know. I mean, this guy is fucking up, though. Like, he's he's trying to rescue him, and, like, you know, he ties the knot, but the knot comes loose, and he comes back and ties it again. That scene lasted <laughs> so fucking long. If I, if I like, edit a video, uh, that scene's going to play for, like, a solid ten minutes longer than it should have. <laughs> Just him falling all over the place. Pappy, what do you think about, like, the tension in that scene? Do you think it's, like, do you think it's pretty good, or, I mean, where are you at on it? I liked it. I liked the cracking of the glass. Obviously, I thought that was one spot where the CGI kind of showed its age a little bit, though, because that was all a digital effect. And also, when the supply van uh, falls down and like blows up, that looked a little bit old too. But I really was a big fan of Eddie or George Costanza getting tossed in the air by the T Rexes and them kind of like playing around them, chewing them in half. That was awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Totally agree. That was a great moment. Pretty fucking hardcore death. Yeah, too bad it happened to like yeah, too bad it happened to like a good guy. It's like it reminds me of like the Jurassic World scene when the the nanny gets eaten mm. for like five minutes. <laughs> she didn't deserve it, man. The problem with Eddie is though, is like I can't tell you anything about Eddie other than the fact that he's bald. You know what I mean? His character doesn't have a lot of you, memorable Exactly. Details. And you can you can like pluck virtually any character out of the first movie and you can kind of like describe them in depthly mm-hmm. i think at least in a few sentences as to where eddie among several others in this one like i don't i don't really understand what they're about vince vaughn freedom fighter and that's all i got i guess tech guy, <laughs> yeah, tech. eddie was the tech guy 
whose tech was, was always broken. Yeah, but his tech was always broken. Like, they were trying to make phone calls. He's like, it's a satellite mm-hmm. phone. It doesn't have a landline. You gotta wait for a signal. You gotta wait for a signal to show up. Is that how it works? <laughs> When's the signal coming? Later? All right. <laughs> yeah, this is 1997. You, satellite phones aren't as good as, you know, like, you still need a signal. Oh, yeah. You literally need a satellite to fly over your head. Yeah, you have five minutes. I like how that little Jeep that Eddie's driving is supposed to be able to haul up that giant freaking trailer. <laughs> oh, man, that thing's got some horses, don't it? Yeah, it's got some ponies. It's got some T-Rex ponies. As stupid as it is, the two uh, like trailers sliding between all the characters on the rope, uh, is, I, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, as stupid as it is, it's like a Fast and Furious type of thing, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe an early Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this is, yeah, when they were mere mortals. <laughs> Before they became the fucking Avengers of cars. Me and my friend were talking, they're like essentially like uh, like a, a Gundam type thing now. They just need to all form together and create one giant robot. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would watch the so hell good. out of that. You guys couldn't see this, but Cavi's eyes just lit up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dom at the, is the head of it, you know? Yes. So after the T-Rexes leave and they get out of there, they team up with the bad scientists because they're, they're all stuck there together. Um, the, the bad scientists are pretty forgiving. They don't just murder them, which is good. They're not just like complete like criminals or anything. They say, you guys fucked us over and now we have to work together. And that's pretty much it, right? They're never like, we're going to fucking kill you guys for that. So I think that's kind of a good way to go about uh, it. I would have at least bitch Smack Vince Swan though. I, I don't even need to know if he was the one responsible. I just would have bitch smacked him on site just because Vince Vaughn. His punchable face, is that is why? It, yes. <laughs> this movie is like paced really weird, Corey. Like th- this is, is like an hour into the movie and this is the first time like the protagonist and the antagonist are actually like speaking. Yeah, the pacing's a big issue with this movie. Uh, it becomes way more abrupt in the last like 25 minutes of the movie when they go back <laughs> yeah. to San Diego. <laughs> I know, I, for a second I forgot about that whole bit, but uh, we'll talk about that shortly. So one of the antagonists who we haven't talked about too much is, I didn't write down his name, I just wrote down Pencil Neck. Uh, he is also the pencil neck guy in the Street Fighter movie, Josh, if you recall. Oh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's the villain in Ace Ventura 2. I was going to say, dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, this guy gets around. Dr. Malcolm. I had to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. Yeah. He's he, the Monopoly man, isn't he? Not the Monopoly man, but he's the guy that hires Ace that is ultimately the villain. Yes, yeah, okay. when they, uh, the animals uh, bombard his uh, establishment at the end. Yeah, he's yeah. always doing some th- shady shit with animals. Yes, yes. And then he, you know, he wants Guile to just go home too. <laughs> is is he supposed to be Hammond's son? Because nephew, he and Vince Vaughn are have. Oh, nephew. Okay, I missed that because they were talking about how like intelligence skips a generation or something. Oh, so they that are related. Uh, I thought that was just metaphorical. Well, the character has a different last name, which is confusing, too. You would yeah. think they'd make it like a paternal nephew to for clarity for the audience. I guess he but... just got in through marriage, huh? Well, I got, yeah. we don't feel bad when he gets eaten. No. Yeah, I mean, we get to see more of Hammond's extended family in the later movies. But uh, for now, the good scientists True. and the bad scientists have teamed up. And they have to make their way to the inner part of the island to get to like a comm tower. 
And that's like in raptor territory. So that's that's some pretty risky shit they got to do. Raptor turf. Raptor country. <laughs> Don't stop here. You know, there's this one character that uh, I really enjoyed. He was the uh, random bearded hippie that was there for exposition and telling you about different dinosaurs and their de- their details. You see that distinctive dome skull? Nine inches of solid bone. How careful. See, the package neck attaches at the bottom of its skull instead of the back of its head is with reptiles. But when it lowers its head, its neck lines up directly with its backbone which is perfect for absorbing impact. I loved his character. No, he's there to uh, he's there to get eaten in the waterfall sequence on page 27. Right. <laughs> fucking guy. Yeah, he was cool actually because he didn't seem like evil or anything. He's just like their scientist and he just kind of seemed like maybe trying what to get a scientist paycheck, would be like. man. Just trying to get a paycheck. Yeah. And he provided some good like dinosaur info like about how the like, the the ram dinosaur works. Like, how how are you gonna like look at a bunch of dinosaurs and interact with dinosaurs, be chased by dinosaurs, but one snake touches you, and uh, it, I gotta get out of here. Why does it have to be snakes? What? Oh my god! I was gonna say, why does it have to be snakes? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I I enjoyed that uh, the hard headed dinosaur uh, that scene where he rushes the jeep and it's like a little mini car accident. The dude goes flying oh, yeah. out the other end. I thought that was a really cool moment. Yeah, that dinosaur is quite cool. It, it it was cool to see additional dinosaurs in this one that weren't in the first one. That was one of my favorite things about it as a kid because the first one doesn't have a whole lot of variety. It shows you like five or six, and that's pretty cool. But this one shows you some different ones. We got the Stegosauruses. Which are cool. They like attack Julianne more very briefly. Were earlier. they not in the first one? They just kind of like walk by in the background. Okay. All right. Yeah. More toys to sell. <laughs> exactly. And boy, did I have some toys. I didn't have any dinosaur toys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had, I had fucking 1998 Godzilla toys. That's what I had. Uh, that's Same. Awesome. And they fought my dinosaurs. <laughs> Godzilla always won. <laughs> Godzilla always won. All right. So we get to see as they're traveling, um, Uli, Carl Hungus from the Big Lebowski. He oh, kind of like yeah. goes off to go pee and, um, he gets killed by Tinos, the tiny oh, dinosaurs. Oh man. So like, uh, yeah. All right. Why couldn't we see like him getting fucking eaten? All right. Like, come on. Give me something. I want to see like a bunch of little tiny dinos eat somebody. Like, what does that look like? Well, if Alan was here, he would point out that this is a PG thirteen movie. So, uh, you know what? We we can sh- we can do some things. We can work with it. You know, like uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the guy got his heart ripped out. You know, lawyer got eaten in the first film. We can, we can make things work. One of the Tynos does like bite his lip. Do you guys remember that? It like jumps on his mm-hmm. face and starts like biting his lip. That's a pretty good effect, I think. There's a little, I think as much gore as they're allowed to put because you know he lived through that little bite. Sorry, would you guys rather get eaten by 10 Tynos or one T-Rex? Oh, T-Rex. one T-Rex, yeah. Yeah, for sure, right? Do we have to get eaten or like do we have a fighting chance? Uh, okay, yeah. Would you rather fight 10 Tyno or 20 Tynos or one T-Rex? Okay, 20 Tynos. You yeah, give me like a solid weapon and I think I can I can work with that. Yeah, I'll take the Tynos. They they stand no chance. <laughs> Stop <laughs> <fuck> them, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> 
Like, I, once you kill, like, two of them and then just kind of, like... You take, you kill one, and then you beat the others with the the with dead the one, and, and then one they're bite they're its done. head off and throw it down, throw its like headless corpse in front of the other ones until <laughs> like it's tell its friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you like send them a message. <laughs> so, tell your friends what you saw here today. <laughs> I am the apex predator. <laughs> Make dinosaur noises at him. I want to see like an old grizzled uh, uh, Leslie, uh, not Leslie Nelson, uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, fighting a bunch of tinos out in the Arctic. <laughs> Just taping glass to his knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> reciting poetry. <laughs> reciting po- about tinos. Once more into the fray. Into the last good fight I'll ever know. Live and die on this day. Live and die on this day. I'll just make some velociraptor noises and they're out. <laughs> I, you know, I'm taking the T-Rex because you know what? I got, I got a good defense mechanism. Just stand still. I'm just gonna stand perfectly fucking still. <laughs> or you run underneath it. You, if you stay like right underneath like the tail area, you might, you might, you might. Yeah, like- he's, like, he's like a wow boss. You gotta like. <laughs> yeah. that, didn't, that didn't work out too well for the Hispanic. Uh, a soldier that gets squished like a piece of gum and uh, stuck do, to the bottom Pedro, foot of that T-Rex. Pedro Pascal? Not Wait, quite uh, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was is Mexican that, Pedro Pascal. Is that the Carter guy who's like listening to music when there's like dinosaurs? Yes, about yes. He should be. <laughs> yes. Carter, put the mariachi music down for five minutes. Dude, he, he just, just wants to rock out to his tunes. He's like, okay? listen, keep my back while I go take a piss. Immediately pulls out music. And we can't hear the guy calling out for help, so he completely fucking ruins ruins the guy's day. That'd be me. I'd be listening to a podcast. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> shit. Latest episode's out. Look, Latest we, episode we, of Big Dumb Movies out. Better listen to it. <laughs> That'd be the most ironic death ever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, we all have our coping mechanisms, and his is music, so <laughs> someone's got to die? I, I guess. More bad decisions. So yeah, we, they do get chased by a T-Rex when they're uh, on their excursion. And um, we talked a little bit about that. There's the waterfall. Um, people are kind of scattering at this point, so there's some separation. Like our main group of heroes is together, but a lot of the bad guys, they kind of run out into the uh, the long grass. And while they're running into the long grass, one of the guys is running with them saying, don't run into the long grass. But he's also doing it. Does that sound? I mean, you guys picked up on that, right? Hey, I said, do as I say, not do as I do. (laughs) It's like, well, you're doing it. You're an expert. We're going to do it, too. If all your friends ran into the long grass, would you do it, too? Ah, the age-old question. <laughs> That's this is on, uh, another pretty good sequence. It's a little Jaws-esque. You just see people like getting pulled underneath the tall grass. Yes, it's pretty cool. It's at night, and the uh, the raptors look pretty good and like menacing as they're approaching. Like they're doing their little hunt, and this is where we get to see raptors for the first time in the movie. It seems like they um, they were setting them up to be like the big bads, like the the final the final boss. The final boss of the movie. It seemed like that anyway. It wasn't that, but it seemed like that. Because 
we get some more T-Rex shit later on. But for now, it's it's basically like the raptors hunting down the group. And Pappy, do you have any memorable bits about the raptors chase? There's one guy who faces the camera and like screams with a flashlight. Then we get a CGI raptor like jumping on him, uh, which is a pretty cool shot. That's the only one that really sticks out uh, yeah. for me though. That is pretty good. The, the raptors seem like they have a lot of opportunities to uh, tear apart Goldblum and Julianne Moore, but like, just like don't, they just don't leap at them at the right time. Uh, they hunt uh, through um, uh, plot armor. <laughs> it's funny because you're, the way you talk about them hunting, like they don't follow the same rules exactly as the first movie where they come at yeah. you from the side. And they seem a little dumber too. In the first movie, they could like open doors, and in this one, Jeff Goldblum's like, "Just go inside, and you're fine." And like the raptors are kind of like fighting amongst themselves at a couple points. Yeah, too, they're more animalistic. Yeah, it's like did Steven Spielberg watch the first film? <laughs> wow, he's like, "I made it." Uh, there's this one moment where one of the raptors jumps on Sarah's back, and I'm like, "Yeah, she's finally gonna die," and that doesn't happen. Uh, Julianne Moore, I'm sorry, like I love you as an actress, but that character is just so. I mean, she just had to pay off a divorce settlement. I, I don't think she cares. <laughs> Give her a break. She just had a divorce, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not, it's the character. Like, yeah, just, no, I just let you. the character get eaten. That, that would have been like a bold move to kill off like one of the main characters because you know George Costanza is going to die. I was watching right. this with my wife and we saw the George Costanza guy and she's like, he's going to die first. And she was yeah. right. <laughs> well, I mean, like killing off the love interest, it didn't work so well for um, Deep Blue Sea. I, I, I barely remember that movie. That's the one with uh, Samuel Jackson's big speech, right? Yeah, yeah. They killed the, <laughs> the, the chick off in the, like the last 10 minutes of the movie. Mm. It's another movie where Samuel Jackson dies. Yeah, well, mm. I think that was like, aside from Goodfellas, that might have been one of the first movies where he dies. <laughs> Josh, why don't you tell us about the uh, the scene with the daughter and the raptors here around this part? All right, so, hey, do you guys remember when we established that she could do gymnastics? You, you, remem you remember that? <laughs> she was kicked yeah. off the team. She was kicked off the team, so, so we get this hilarious scene where uh she starts like everybody's like uh it's uh, in, the, in their lowest moment and she, like the the camera angles in on her like she's about to save the day and your eyes can't roll in the back of your head fast enough <laughs> and <laughs> no she starts like uh doing these god awful fucking gymnastics uh spinny moves things and straight uh gymnastic kicks uh, a fucking raptor out of a window into a spike pit like it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reptiles down there. <laughs> yeah, fatality. It yeah. looks absurd. It, is it looks so insane. <laughs> as absurd as it was, I just enjoyed it. I love those kinds of movies like Three Ninjas and stuff like that. So I was just no, like, Three this Ninjas is never so got that dumb. <laughs> Three ninjas got pretty dumb. Yeah. But you know what? In the context of the scene, it's very weird, I think. So, like, it's a lot of tension. It's supposed to be, like, scary. It's, like, lit very dark. Jeff Goldblum has been evading them barely, is, like, cornered. And it's like, oh, fuck, what's he going to do? And then she comes in and does a gymnastic kick. I mean... <laughs> gymnastic kick. There's... hi -yo! She, like, flips... 
All right. There's a scene kind of like this in Jurassic Park 3, too, like where Alan Grant gets like cornered and then like the little forest boy comes and saves him. So the whole point of Jurassic Park 3, this is a total tangent here, is they go to the island to rescue this kid who's been trapped there for weeks. And the kid didn't die. He's just like adapted and he's like throwing smoke grenades and shit. He's like a straight just up living like, life, you know, just straight <laughs> living like a boss. That part isn't talked about as much as this part. Because, yeah, this part was not remembered fondly. Okay, so, like, as dumb as, like, Surf Ninjas was, at least they established, you know, like, they amped, uh, slowly amped up towards the ridiculousness. It's so jarring. And it comes out of nowhere when she does this fucking flip kick. No, no, they foreshadow it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the I like it as an over-the-top moment, but the screenplay has so many little, like, set up and payoffs that don't really work that well. Like the lucky backpack, for instance, that comes back over and over. In execution is where it fails. Like I get it on paper, they set it up, but like the way they like film and direct it, like it pans in as she does the slow approach to the bar and she's all serious. Oh my God, I hate it. (laughs) So here's my theory. Rather the writer or like one of Steven Spielberg's kids was like, I need to get my kid into gymnastics. What can I do? Let me write this into a movie. And, yeah. Or that, or uh, Steven Spielberg just got done watching Jim Cotta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is Jim Cotta? Yeah, I don't Okay, so... A masterpiece. Uh, back in the 80s, some uh, Olympic gold medalist guy... Well, he uh, got out of the Olympics, won a bunch of gold medals, and Hollywood was like, well, he flips around a lot. Let's put him in an action flick. And they Uh. put him in this, like, action film where he's, like, doing all this, like, ridiculous, like, like, to give you uh, an example, there's a mob of bad guys trying to rush him, and there just happens to be a pommel horse. So he just hops on the pommel horse and starts, like, whooping ass. Man, I love it. That sounds like a big dumb movie episode right there. Oh, that's in the geez. making. That's a review dude episode in the making. <laughs> I must see this. So this is where they're rescued off the island. So they kind of like evade the raptors long enough to get Vince Vaughn to call in some help. A chopper comes in and rescues them and they it's like a moment of relief. It's kind of like the end of the first movie. They escape on a chopper. And uh, they get out of there. But in, in the meantime, we see that there was something that was kind of maybe strangely edited, set up earlier with Roland, where he like has like a showdown with a T-Rex. And you see him like, I think, shoot a dart into it, but you don't see anything after that. And this is where it shows the result of that. Right, Pappy? Yeah, the T-Rex is now like in a giant cage type thing, right? Yeah. And They're I like think- loading him up. That was his whole like purpose there. He just wanted he just wanted the thrill of the hunt. So fun fact: those uh, tranquilizer darts that uh, are powerful enough to take out a T Rex, those are the same <laughs> ones they had to use to take down Triple uh, X. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our boy Vin, check out Review Dudes Triple X video. Awesome, <laughs> he's, he's the animal. <laughs> Sorry, and to go back to it too, wasn't the whole like San Diego part? very heavily featured in the marketing for this movie like that was kind of like part of it like the dinosaurs are now in the united states yeah that's what i remember it being i you guys remember the trailers for this back in the day i don't remember the trailers i remember watching this in the theater and thinking the movie was about over 
And yes, this that's happens. exactly what I was about to say. It's paced so strangely. There's a whole 30-minute segment left, and it feels like it could be the end of the movie if it didn't work out. Yeah. Are we getting into the last 25 minutes of the movie? The No, it ends here. Don't you know? <laughs> right? Yeah, no, this is it. It certainly does feel like that's the ending point. This and- is... It feels like Spielberg was trying to channel a little bit of aliens with like the father protecting daughter type thing and the parallels between or like King the protagonist and King Kong. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say it's like a mashup. All right. So Steven Spielberg uh, said that he really wanted the dinosaurs in um, public in San Diego type thing in a supposed third film, but uh, about halfway through production on this one, he realized he really didn't want to do a third one so he just shoehorned that idea into this one (laughs) can you tell yeah absolutely (laughs) is it noticeable it's very noticeable and i didn't know that it's an interesting factoid that's actually supposed to be uh the next jurassic world movie at the time of this recording it's not out yet Um, but there will be another jurassic world movie and it will be dinosaurs on the mainland in america if you're watching this in the future, how bad does it suck? <laughs> Leave a comment below. Actually, I I just got news that they're going to uh, do a mashup for that last film with the whole cast of the Fast and Furious franchise, and they're actually going to be taking down these dinosaurs with cars and family. <laughs> and Corona. Uh, yeah, and Corona. Are, as long as they use like a giant Voltron-type mech, I'm good. Yeah, it's going to become a Pacific Rim movie as well. Yeah, so yeah, it's, I think they're both universal movies, right? They're both universal franchises. That could they work. are. Yeah. I, I would honestly, I'm joking, but I would totally watch that because the Fast and Furious movies have gotten that ridiculous, and so of the Jurassic Park ones. So it's like, yeah, so, sure. Corey, let's just you once said if uh, they cross over the Transformers, you're done, right? Yeah, I, I fucking hate the Transformers franchise. That is one of my. Yeah, I hate those movies. Did you see Bumblebee? Because I've heard good things and I still haven't seen it. I saw it. Okay. Fucking hated it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you don't have like bad s- boys, so I, I kind of have to... Uh, I got to take it with a grain of salt, but... Uh, I'm all over the place. I love the Fast and Furious movies. I hate the Transformers movies. Okay, I fair said, enough. I'm saying, I, I didn't like... I don't know what's going on in those Transformers movies. It's just like metal on the screen. It's just like constant metal. I don't know what the fuck is happening. They, they no, retconned the plot every fucking movie. It's, the writing is so bad, it's up there with like a Resident Evil sequel. <laughs> oh, those are classy too. I like the first Transformers, but after that, and I do agree, like you can't really tell, like figure out the action when it's happening. It's like, what? CGI, robot, battle, but... Who's who? It would be bring me a lot of joy uh, if I hear Vin Diesel yell Optimus. <laughs> Optimus. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. They're going to try to outvoice each other, yeah. You know, when someone tells me that they're a big fan of the Transformers franchise, which doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen occasionally, I always ask them the same question. What happens in the second movie? They, uh, they can't well, answer. <laughs> you go to space. You go to cy- cyber... Cyberdyne, Cybertron, Cyberdyne wherever, the systems, fuck, yeah. wherever the fuck they're from. All right, so let's get back on track here. So <laughs> they take the T-Rex, the bad scientists, they take the T-Rex to San Diego with the intention of bringing it to the Jurassic Park what? Park in San Diego. What was the plan here? 
<laughs> like, have you ever been through customs? You can't fucking bring cheese into the United States. Like, you're just gonna bring a fucking T Rex in oh, on a boat. Like, can we talk about how stupid the, how it gets there? Like, the the ship just wrecks into the the bay, and like the entire crew's eaten, but somehow the T Rex is still locked up, kind of. Yeah, Forrest Gump was fucking driving this ship. Like, what's going on? <laughs> There's a severed hand on the wheel. This, this, I, I'm not buying. Whatever you're insinuating happened, I'm not buying it. Any thoughts, Cavi? Uh, I just like the name of it because it's called the SS Venture, and that just made me think like Venture Brothers. So I was like, go Team Venture as they crash into the docks. Well, the Venture Brothers must have been fucking ca- uh, piloting that ship because that's the only thing that makes sense. Exactly. So the T-Rex escapes the boat crash uh, and is basically just roaming in San Diego, fucking shit up. I mean, well, I guess before it's fucking shit up, it's like cruising down a residential street. It's eating street. dogs. <laughs> it eats a dog. That's a bold move, ain't it? I hated that. Same. You don't, you don't the kill the dog. Yeah, it did eat the dog because it had the dog house hanging from its mouth, and that's mm. where the dog was hiding. Oh. It's like drinking from the, uh, the drinking from the pool. Fine, cute. You leave the goddamn dog alone. If they would have had the dog inside, that wouldn't happen. What did Airbud do to you? <laughs> this whole sequence is just too Spielbergy for me. Like the whole family and like the waking up with the dad, and I don't know. It just feels too too much, Stephen. Dial it back, back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it seems a little yeah a little stupid. A little uh, 1998 Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah, and they do something like the scene in the newer Jurassic World movie as well, like where it's like a raptor is going to like a little girl's bedroom while she's sleeping, I think. Man, you're really selling me on this one, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Cavi, any thoughts on the T-Rex just like cruising down the streets of San Diego fucking shit up? There's a couple moments that I like, and I just wish they would have continued to lead into the... I find the scene very entertaining, like it's it obviously ridiculous, but I love when he bites the uh, the traffic light and cars are crashing. It's like, in my opinion, I'm just like thinking like, how ridiculous could this scene get? Like, why he's attacking the bus, it's got Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock on it, and like the bus crashes, like it's supposed to be the bus from speed and it crashes into the video store and so it, it explodes in the blockbuster. like yeah we got arnold you know on a poster in front of the blockbuster like there's jack there's so just uh, so many easter eggs and then the 76 ball rolling down the street and the obvious product placement it, it's, it's which so... is a metaphor for them dropping the ball on this series oh. i like that yeah that's yeah. good yeah. can we talk a little bit about the easter eggs do you guys Absolutely. notice the movie posters, the, the fake movies? Yes. One was Robin Williams' Jack. Classic well, it, was, it wasn't quite Coppola. Jack. It was, uh, it was a variation on Jack. It was Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh. oh. I know there's the King Lear poster from Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yes. It was pretty good. Was that, a, that wasn't a thing, right? That wasn't a thing? No, but I think, I it was think supposed to be? it's mentioned in The Last Action Hero that he played King Lear, I think. Or no, he played Hamlet in the Oh, you're, you're right. There yeah. it is. Yeah. He won the Oscar for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right, so Jeff Goldblum and Julianne Moore kidnap Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> they kidnap Yoshi from the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? <laughs> yes, they do. Man, you're right. And Yoshi is high. Like, dumb high. <laughs> 
You smoke too much, Yoshi. So yeah, they 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 get the baby, they get Yoshi, and the plan is to lure the T-Rex back under the boat. You know, it's worked every time, so I mean, it's definitely gonna go according to plan now. Yoshi's sipping on that lean. He's about to drop a mixtape. <laughs> Jurassic Park San Diego. It's going to be fire. SD. So they're pretty much in full action mode, right? They're like driving through like facilities, like the gates. They just like plow right through them. There's all kinds of guards with guns pointed at them. They're like, you'll have to shoot me to stop me or something like that. I'm the action hero. Fuck you. And they're doing all this in a convertible. It's like, this is not ideal to be doing in a convertible. Well, that way they're they can like, just hop in and out, you know? Like they're, like, driving way. down the fucking uh, whatever street in San Diego, and somehow the uh, T-Rex is still keeping up with them, keeping pace. Yeah, what did they say it could run at? 30 miles an hour in the first movie? Go, go about 40, 45. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got to keep it on its tail, you know? Well, I mean, you don't have to outrun it. <laughs> just get a little bit of, slightly more ahead. Now, there's a point when the T-Rex is running down the streets. And I know Josh noticed this scene where there's a bunch of uh, Asian men in suits running oh, away from you it. Know, you know I noticed this, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Godzilla, obviously. All right, so pretty... the actual, like, I, uh, I don't believe it's subtitled, but uh, what they're actually saying is, Oh my god, we left Tokyo for this. <laughs> womp 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 womp. <laughs> oh man, they're never safe, are they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those goddamn Japanese people. Uh, Pappy, uh, why don't you take it home here? Hey, <laughs> Pappy, why don't you take it home here? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, like, they can't catch a break, yo. Like, uh, what is it, uh, Austin Powers, where, um,. They're like, oh god, it's Godzilla, and it's like, due to international copyright law, we can't say it is cop uh, Godzilla, but we will <laughs> run like it that. is Godzilla. <laughs> well, so the the movie ends. Uh, they they take uh, Yoshi from the Mario Brothers movie back onto the boat, uh, which is luring the uh, dad T Rex uh, to try and save his child, uh, and then John Hammond's nephew uh, is jumps into the boat or like crawls down. And uh, I forget the the order of this. I think he gets eaten before Julianne Moore does like the sniper shot into the T Rex's neck. But he gets eaten right. by the baby dinosaur. Hits him with the Xander Cage dart. <laughs> the dad dinosaur like nods approvingly as the baby tears <laughs> apart this man. And Julianne Moore like snipers. Uh, like I said, the dad dinosaur. Everybody's like, yeah, job well done. That guy's getting eaten alive. He sucked, man. Eat him away. <laughs> yeah, pencil neck dies, unfortunately. The best character. What'd you get? <laughs> he died way later than I thought he was gonna die, man. I thought right? he was gonna die pretty early, and then um, Roland was gonna be the bad. Oh yeah, you thought Roland was gonna die at the end? Well, yeah, I thought he would be like the the real big bad, because he tells Pencil Neck earlier in the movie, he's like, "Look, I'm in charge on this expedition, and like, he's the real badass. I'm a hunter. I've hunted everything on the planet, or whatever." Yeah, no, he had his character arc. Once, once you hunt down a T-Rex, I mean, you fucking climaxed, man. Yeah, he, like, immediately goes into a depression after he captures the T-Rex. He's, like, sad. He's like, oh, I guess I've got nothing left. He just kind of walks out of the movie. Yeah, walks into the sunset and probably commits suicide, knowing he'll never uh, uh, get a hunt as satisfying as that again. I guess there is one last part, too, where Bernard Shaw is interviewing uh, John Hammond on CNN, and we get to see 
the dinosaurs in their natural habitat. And I think the movie ends with John Hammond saying, life finds a way, which I think is supposed to give me goosebumps, but I was just so ready for this movie to be <laughs> over. It, I was rolling my eyes at that point. It's almost as bad as Jeff Goldblum in the new one saying, welcome to Jurassic World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. I was happy that they finally brought back the music at the end. It's like, where's the Jurassic Park song? Like, it didn't play at all till the very end, but at least they finally did that. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen the Pink Ranger flying in on that pterodactyl <laughs> at the end. That would have been awesome. Yeah, but at the end, they had to remind you that it was a Jurassic Park movie. Right. Pterodactyl! Tyrannosaurus! Dragonzord! Alright. Exactly. <laughs> now we're bringing back the Zord and a Gundam. We gotta get this triple, uh, the Fast and Fur Furious thing off the ground. Yeah, it's just gonna be a complete clusterfuck of, like, franchises. Yeah. And I will watch the hell out of that. I I'm will too. I will. Same. I mean, like, just, I'm a sucker. <laughs> if we could have one crossover, I want Dom to meet Xander Cage. That would be too much testosterone for one camera, though. Yeah, triple X and Dom. It's, you would need, like, two cameras. That's too many potatoes on screen. <laughs> so would that be, like, Double Impact Part 2? Or the new... No? Was it, wasn't it it Double Impact? Triple X. The, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie where there were twins, there were two Van Dams. You know oh, what I'm I talking about? I don't know about, about that. What? One's a ballerina, the other one's, like, action guy. Something exactly, like that. exactly. I'm a fighter and a warrior. <laughs> Dude, your accents are all over the place. I know, I'm <laughs> so bad, I can't help myself. I, I wish I would stop. I was re-listening to your Batman Returns, like, walking impressions. Uh, yeah, they're so, so terrible. I apologize to everybody. I can't help myself. <laughs> it's okay. You're from Alabama, so we take that into consideration. <laughs> but let's get into ratings. I think I know where this is going, but um, Pappy, I'd like to hear yours first, if you don't mind. And any rating scale you want, what are you going to give The Lost World Jurassic Park? Yeah, I'll give it a five and a half out of ten dinosaur eggs. Uh, it is very watchable, and, and I think like the moments that were over the top silly, like the gymnastics stuff, uh, were my favorite parts. It's <laughs> What's just wrong a little, with you? It's a little <laughs> yes. sloppy thematically like i said like these movies lose me with they're trying to say we should protect dinosaurs when these are man-made beings i'm totally fine with let's just kill off this invasive species <laughs> and like monster. let nature do its thing but but like i said i i laughed a little bit it's a little bit long i wish the san diego stuff was more impactful or came sooner or was more part of the movie but it's it's a very average movie slightly above average but on a spoilers rating, I'd give it a no, but I'll give it a five and a half out of ten. Awesome. I'm going to go next, and I am going to go with the spoilers rating system, which is very easy. I don't have to think too much about it. <laughs> it's nice. On the yes or no basis, I'm going to give it a no. It does yeah. have some things about it that are good. It looks good. The dinosaurs look good. But this movie really has no substance. It has no characters, and it's the no story, story is very weak. Um, there, I mean, there's things about it, like Pappy said, it's it's kind of watchable, but I, I really can't tell you a thing about these characters in this movie. I know nothing about them. They're just like, like I said before, regular people, I guess. Like They exist. They have, they have specific jobs, but they're as far as their characters, they're regular people. <laughs> and the ending is pretty fun, but 
it's kind of like Terminator 3. It's like, yeah, it's like the ones before it, I guess. There's characters from the previous ones, but there's there's some kind of weird disconnect between this one and the first one. I mean, everybody wants to be compared to Terminator 3, so we're on the right trail. <laughs> Josh, why don't you go next on any rating scale you want? What's it going to be? All right, so uh, this is honest, like, at least uh, t- fucking Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, uh, as negatively I've, as I feel about that movie, invokes, like, an emotional response. This is just so so bland this is spielberg's bad day at the office i'm gonna go two yoshis out of ten damn that's pretty bad Oof. <laughs> now cavi i'm sure you're gonna go higher than us i'm anxious to hear your thoughts on any rating scale you want what's it gonna be don't feel pressured by our negative reviews i'm going to give it a six and a half little t-rex arms out of ten <laughs> little tiny arms Aww. yeah <laughs> little, little uh slappy arms yeah you know it's not the worst movie if if they wanted a 10 out of 10 i mean at some point um man makes love to dinosaur and yeah there we go (laughs) 10 out of 10 little t-rex arms but uh no jokes aside um it was silly it was slapsticky at moments Uh, there's a crazy lull in the middle and not the best acting but it's fun it's dinosaurs it's not as bad as the last one Oh my god, the last one's awful. And you don't mean the original Jurassic Park, you mean the most recently released yes, Jurassic Park. Jurassic movie. World Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Fallen could franchise. Have been good. <laughs> Fallen franchise. If that little girl would have done like a Captain Emo and like went from like little girl to dinosaur, I would have been sold. Are there but, are there less gymnastic kicks in the new one? Far less, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. take that into consideration. Uh, can, do you, uh, can we like briefly talk about like the what could have been Jurassic Park 4? Did you did you guys see any of the leaked concept art when that dropped? Jurassic Park 4? So what you mean instead of when Jurassic World came out, there was another idea? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know God. anything about that. Do you have info on it? Oh, I, well, um, not much in terms of story, but they did release uh, some concept art. Um years ago i don't remember when but it, they were basically going to start like genetically uh breeding like dinosaur human hybrids oh okay <laughs> so that's what that's what became like the uh the whatever dinosaur with it what we got in jurassic world that can like cloak yeah. and all that the one that has yeah. like lasers and shit like we were gonna get like dinosaur uh, men with uh like guns like a t-rex with a rocket launcher on its back there was a cartoon like that when I was a kid. There were like dinosaur human hybrids and they like had guns. Oh, was it? Yeah. It must have been somebody like ripped off that cartoon then. <laughs> yeah. That sounds <laughs> fucking insane. Completely insane. And I can see why they didn't do it. Yeah. But I don't like, know. Would it have been better? Who's to say? I'll see if I could uh, track down some of this art. I'll try to send it to you after we record. But yeah, it's... Gabby has it here. I'm looking weird. at it right now because Google is a thing. And I got my phone in my hand. And holy crap, I need this in my life right now. No, no. <laughs> no, that looks like the worst thing ever. I, I hate Jurassic World, but like I'm at least we got something safe and not something fucking... I don't know. I say maybe take the leap, man. I like. <laughs> I don't, again, I don't know if it's going to be better, but it'd probably make for a good podcast episode. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> you're not wrong there. 
<laughs> so one thing that I really want to see in a Jurassic Park movie, it, since Vince Vaughn was actually in one, is him him and Will Ferrell just show up randomly and there's Blue and Will Ferrell's like, you're my boy, Blue. Like, <laughs> I, I need that. Like, just somewhere do that. Make that happen. I, I Well, he, he died. <laughs> Well, no, he was reborn as a dinosaur. Yeah. Duh. Okay. Exactly. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about blue from old school. Oh, God. I, oh, yeah. I am. I, yeah, but. dude, it's, it's, it's a crossover. He has a new boy, blue. His spirit went into the blue raptor. Oh, I see what we're doing now. Yes. Yeah, that's why he's so nice to people. Oh, God. That's, oh, God. All right, we got we to gotta start writing this script soon. Right. In an it's- upcoming Jurassic movie, or Jurassic World movie, one thing I would like to see is the return of the kids from the original one, Lex and um, the other little kid whose name I don't remember, but see Tim, them... not Jake Lloyd. See them grown, you know, like same actors and all that, because I'm sure they're grown now, right? And maybe, like, they come and they rescue Chris Pratt. Like, he's, like, he's like cornered by the fucking cloaking raptor hybrid thing, and they, like, show up in a helicopter and they just, like, minigun it to death because they're, like, super fucking badass now. I mean... Bring is it in ridiculous? the Jurassic yes. series with the uh, King Kong versus Godzilla series. Let's just do that. <laughs> Pappy, do you have anything you want to see in the next one? Uh, I want to see them kill all the dinosaurs and never make one of these movies <laughs> again. <laughs> they look at the camera. We're never doing this again, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a massacre. A two and a half hour bloodbath. <laughs> at this point, can we just get like a Jurassic World like Saturday morning cartoon? I mean, I'm, that doesn't sound outside the realm of possibility. The cartoon adventures of Chris Pratt and Blue the Raptor as they bust up uh, crimes. <laughs> and drink beers with the cast of Old School. Yeah, yeah. Now we're, now we're on to something, guys. Yes. Well, I think that's about it for this episode of the Lost World Jurassic Park. But I want to thank all three of you for being on. It's been very fun. Thank you all very much. And... Uh, you guys all have uh, presence elsewhere outside of Big Dumb Movie. So, um, Josh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Review Incorporated or Review Dude, uh, D-O-O-D, uh, where I just make fun of movies. Let's just put it that way. You do, and you do it so well, my friend. Cavi, <laughs> uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Cavi Anvil, and you can also find me on YouTube at Nerd News Rap. Blah! And finally, last but not least, Pappy Malcolm, where can people find you and listen to you talk more? Yeah, don't look for me personally, uh, but you can look for the podcast that I started that Corey is a regular on. It's uh, called Spoilers with an exclamation point. If you search for movie spoilers on your podcast app, it should be the first result uh, or the orange cereal bowl. So give us a subscribe. Now I want to get all Liam Neeson. I will look for you. And I will, I will find look you. for you. I have a certain set of listening skills. But yeah, we kind of do the same thing that uh, Corey does over here. So if you like this, you'll like uh, us over there. Absolutely. Thank you all for listening. If you want to write in, you can email us at bigdumbmovie at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Big Dumb Movie Podcast. Send us a movie suggestion. We've gotten a few in the past that we actually haven't gotten around to, but I'm going to... F- I'm going to start doing those. I think I'm going to do Flintstones soon. That was one of the original requests that came in that just been kind of sidelined. Oh, <laughs> so no. keep listening. Send <laughs> us some suggestions. I'm going to be working hard to get to your suggestions. So send them through, please. What do you want to hear? Write in. BigDumbMovie at gmail.com. And thank you all very much for listening. We love you.
have this one big pile of shit. <laughs> 